Welcome to Games on Earth, episode 291 for Friday, October 1st, 2021. I'm your host, Derek Thompson. With me, as always, we have Bradley Bitchin. Oh! Howdy, 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 howdy. Oh, it is uh, uh, the other side of a new frontier, a new series of frontiers um, as the world stretches out before us in a crafting, gathering sort of uh what escher painting of uh or like like uh like those scenes in doctor strange when the city is like folding in on itself like that's how my gaming life has felt recently uh as the two games i've devoted the most time to this year uh seem to have been major inspirations and brought forth a third game that i've started devoting time to this year Valheim and Final Fantasy XIV, an MMO, and a crafting survival friendship building game (laughs) seem like opposite ends of the spectrum, wherein right at the center of that spectrum is New World, Amazon's new MMO that they've just launched. And that's about as succinct of a description as I could give anyone, but then add a bunch of PvP in there, too. Um, It's a bold claim, Derek. I, uh... I have a hard time seeing that, seeing that happen. I mean, I don't think anybody's well, you done chop that trees, before. You chop a bunch of trees. You grab. You you, you chop a bunch of rocks. I, you I gather. I love doing those things you, in Valheim. You craft. Um, you explore. You kill monsters and level up and equip different weapons and level well, the weapons the up individually. Up, it's and, the leveling up thing that kind of has me worried because that's one of the things I like most about Valheim. Is <laughs> how Wait. you don't really l- level up. You just sort of <laughs> grow up, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, this uh, New World, Amazon's new breakout MMO, uh, it does have a similar system. It's very... It's actually giving me, like, Morrowindy vibes. Um, oh, boy. A, a little more, bit. Here In, come oh, even more claims I, here. Okay. Okay, maybe ESO. Okay, maybe uh, I don't know. Like it's there's a big world. It kind of just throws you into it, yeah. and then you just start doing stuff. And what you do determines what you get better at. So like those kind of games. Yeah. No, ESO is a description. I think I can swallow that pill before Morrowind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Think ESO, and then add way more to the crafting. Uh, you're gathering sap and and corn, and then you take the corn and some milk, and then you make some milk butter you somehow. Make, you make a not with corn macaroni portrait for your <laughs> t- I teacher. I don't know what you're gonna make out of sap <laughs> yeah, so and you, corn. If you take on the what are you making out of sap and high corn? level teacher classes? You, okay, no, uh, just better food okay. or like uh, different. All different shit. It's wild. There's sticky like corn. Nine, I'm sorry, I can't get my like mind off of what you just sappy, said. Sap and stick, corn. Yeah, it was kind of a cursed image. It was an accident. Um, think of it. I, I, mean, I think I meant honey and corn, but even then, that's, that's <laughs> honey corn. That might I mean, be it's good. Closer. That actually honey, might be like good. Honeyed corn. Butter some oh, corn. Honeyed. And then just honey, like put bunny. a little bit of butter. Honeyed corn. Honey on that. Honey butter. Yeah. 
get honey butter and then spread Add that on some fucking July sweet corn. sweet corn. July sweet corn. Oh my god, you wouldn't imagine. Well, that's kind of how I've been feeling uh, about New World. Uh, surprisingly, because I kind of wrote this off. I had a good experience in the beta initially, but then I thought, eh, I just, uh, I don't think I have the mind for this. Uh, they're just, it's just going to be, you know, super boilerplate. Say, you know, you level up, go the same way and do the same thing. But I got into it and it's actually a lot more freedom than I really expected. Oh, and I, I'm still kind of hitting that. I'm only in my like teens leveling up, so I'm really early in. Um, like you can get to your to level 15 in one night, and that's like what level I'm at. Because um, I restarted. I'll get to that in a second. But <clears throat> you kind of are given this world. You, you you land on a beach, like most games start nowadays. <laughs> and uh, you're basically after a eh, kind of, I mean, you know, like an hour long tutorial maybe. Um, you're released into this world. And it's really just like wherever you go, like the, if you do quests in a certain area you're benefiting that area. Uh, at least for your faction, you can choose to pick up quests at different towns, and each town will have different quests available at any given time that influence and benefit that specific town. And each of those towns is then controlled by a specific guild from a specific faction. So this whole game is just layers and layers of systems like this, all built on top of each other uh, in a a really interesting way because I have joined a faction. I've joined, you join a faction at like level 10 or something really quick. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and then I was like, oh, I wonder. So my faction that I'm in is building up over here. That's like across the way. I'm going to go over there and start questing. And when I did, I got there. And because I was part of that faction, like six new quests were available to me. I could do. And when you complete those, you're building up your faction in that space. Hmm. And then that's all managed by the guild that's controlling that town. And then they set, like, tax rates and shit like that and, like, upgrade all of the... Uh, taxes? In... I don't want to pay any taxes. Well, then you should... You gotta you gotta live out in the wild. You just make a camp. Can I do out that? I can make it a camp. It takes one flint. Yep, it takes one flint and five wood. So you need to find a flint and find some wood. And that camp will become your spawn point, basically. So you can spawn either there or at a town, your, your nearest settlement, uh, if you die. Okay. Um, so it's very important to make camps often, wherever you're, at, whenever you're out in the wild. Um, and at the camp, it's kind of like Red Dead style. You can like rest or uh, craft. And then when you craft at camp, you're not using like the facilities so you have a few less options but it's still like oh i need to make some rations real quick oh i'm gonna make some honey rice some uh, special rat yeah honey rice I'll make some honey, honey corn, corn. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna make some some corn sap too to rub into my gun barrel to clean it i guess i don't corn sap i don't what are the common uses of corn sap i imagine as a it's like a like a sticky glue uh <laughs> I cover my bullets in corn sap, yeah. and then when I shoot them, they get stuck in my enemies. <laughs> oh, no, you it's like a two-in-one, it's like a torch fuel, a lamp fuel, but it also pops into a little popcorn. Oh my god, a popcorn like just shoots out corn. from your torch every once in a while. Yeah. 
<laughs> that sounds amazing. Uh, I want to see like an inventor or someone has a torch that just occasionally a popcorn kernel will pop out and it's they'll just catch it like, in their mouth. It's <laughs> it's it, they don't we don't do it for the corn, but the corn just slows the burning <laughs> of the sap down enough to make it like a really good fuel. But like we haven't figured out a a more efficient fuel source yet. Then uh, we gotta have corn, the corn there for some corn reason. sap. <laughs> uh, figuring out what the world is is kind of a big part of the game itself, and like not just the game mechanically, but uh, also narratively. Oh, I just lost because... the game. I'm sorry. Oh my god! And you did it to all everyone listening as well. Has now lost as well. I can't. I, lost. I can't just not. I'm gonna say lose anything. again when I edit this. I'm gonna lose again when I edit this. In the future, I'm gonna lose oh. the game again. Thank you. <gasps> I'm winning. I'm beating you then. Future me is beating you. you. You're. You're right. You're right. Fuck. Oh my god. I'm gonna have to send like a a, a text in two days. I have to like plan this out. <laughs> Anyways, Discovery is the name of the game, and really it's actually, uh, it's kind of the narrative crux, too, because each of these factions, the the basic gist, there's an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. It's like the 1600s, and there's a secret uh, boat uh, adventure going to find this island. And pretty sure the island, like, it's not really... It kind of, kind of like lost. Like it'll just move and warp. Hmm. Um, but you kind of get sucked into it, and it's kind of just like another, literally a new world, um, not just figuratively. Uh, you kind of get sent to a magical place huh. where no one can die. It's in the fiction of the game world that you resurrect when you die, um, which I think is kind of clever. I you don't really see that in MMOs. They don't really consider the death uh action so much um when you die you just kind of come back res do a graveyard run or whatever in most games and it's like well i'm functionally immortal but no one's gonna mention that whereas in this game you're function you are functionally immortal and so is everyone else except for sometimes and that the fear of the sometimes drives a lot of people to not be too adventurous with it because sometimes people do stay dead and sometimes they become lost which is like corrupted evil bad guy things oh my god you're uh, talking narratively i thought you were talking you're not talking gameplay wise right like i I can't like actually like brick my character right like (laughs) oh shit i didn't see that there is there is like a corruption resistance mechanic but i haven't really uh I haven't really interacted with that. I think that's more of like a, a raid or like a, a, a zone, like a rift kind of <sighs> effect thing. Yeah, there are like rifts that come down, but <laughs> that would be that'd be something if you could brick your character <laughs> from dying too much. But um, <clears throat> no, just in the narrative of the game, yeah, there's this island full of resources, and no one can die, but no one can leave. So over the eons of human history, people have washed up on this place. And then lived out in eternity. Um, so all these towns exist, and they're finally kind of organizing into. They've organized into three factions, basically, over all these years. 
And any new arrival is kind of greeted and welcomed through as this process because it's normal for the inhabitants to have newcomers as uh, boats crash up against the shore and everyone's immortal. So it's like, it just, it just is something that happens. Um, <clears throat> so you're kind of put through this first timer welcome to the island business where everyone kind of d- explains to you what we kind of know and what we don't. And really it's yeah. like, this is a new place and no one dies. Here are the three factions that kind of rule here. Uh, one of them is, and I, I haven't made like a final choice on what one I like the best or what one I want to be on in, eternally, but I, uh, I'm kind of leaning syndicate. There's three of them, Marauders, Syndicate, and Covenant. Uh, Marauders are a bunch of might-makes-right Vikings. They're kind of shitty. Uh, they're all like, we're gonna, we're the strongest ones, so we're going to rule. I'm like, eh, not, that doesn't appeal to me too much. Okay. Um, Covenant is like, we are stuck in this place, and it's paradise, and all everyone's trying to do is leave. We should make this into the paradise it is and celebrate that. And they're they're kind of religious. They have kind of like a some religious uh, iconography, I guess. But they're not like Jesus. That no one mentions Christ in in that context. Uh, but do they hint <laughs> at it a little bit? They talk about yeah, well, one of them, the first lady that I talked to of that faction was in a church, so that the, it's definitely hinted at, but. Uh, yeah, I they believe in the spark of hope or something. Very law and order, very orderly. But very law and order. <laughs> very law and order. Okay. Very Dick Wolf. Yeah. Um. So and then the the third faction uh, is the Syndicate, and they are all of the scientists. Oh, and I thought that was smart the last people. one. Sorry, the last one was the Covenant. Yeah, the last okay. one was the Covenant. Yeah, Syndicate. They're like the, okay. Syndicate is like Eldritch Secrets and Smart Boys. And they're all about, we're the, we, okay, we're going to try and figure this island out. We're going to try and figure out what the fuck this island is and why. Um, so they're the ones I joined on this second character. <clears throat> and that brings me to my next point. The, the reason I had to make a second character. Holy God, the worlds are packed. This game is... Uh, I think way more popular than Amazon Game Studios predicted uh, because just about every server on launch day had over a thousand queue wait times, a uh, thousand player queues. Uh, I One day I waited, well, I got into a queue at about four o'clock um, and then I went and took a nap, woke up at like 6.37ish. It was a nice long nap. And I was like 30 in the queue. And then I got in and I was like, wow, that was fucking perfect. I had the perfect queue nap, but it took that long. That's I just really wanted to see. Wild to um, me. So yeah, it, literal hours. So I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to wait three hours anytime I wanted to play this game. I even tried today to log into my character that was on the full server. Uh, it was called uh, the Orafina server. And at like one o'clock today, during during my lunch at work, I tried to log in, and it was freaking already had a queue of over a hundred people. So I made a new character on, well, Amazon, I should say, Bezos, uh, spooled up a bunch of new servers for East Coast 
like the next day after launch. And one of those is Brazier. <laughs> B-R-A-Z-I-R. Um, so I made a new character on one of those fresh brand new servers and I haven't had a single login queue once. That's great. Also, the game is running really well uh, with less congestion. Um, and the world of itself is a lot less used up. Um, there's something uh, interesting in, in this game that I haven't really seen in other MMOs so much in, in that everything that isn't grass, basically, is collectible uh, in that kind of Valheim way. Like, I can go to any rock and start mi mining at it, any tree, pretty much. As long as I have the skill, uh, I can chop that wood. Unless it's like some big mega ancient tree, and then as it, everything in the world does have like skill levels associated to it, and and so you are progressing in what you can uh, kind of start harvesting and gathering, um, but it really doesn't take that long. And the actual crafting itself, I'd say, I, I think the focus is more on the focus is way more on the gathering and. Uh, the adventure there mm -hmm. because the crafting is, is very similar to like Skyrim style like you if you have all the stuff for it you you just fill that you, you go like how many do you want to make 10 click a button you're ma you make 10 like huh. uh, not not necessarily all successfully depending on stuff but like it'll make that and then you just gain four levels of experience worth is there an um, in-game economy is there an auction house oh yeah oh yeah and it's it, it's it's wild because it's centralized in each town separately um so you're basically auctioning and trading with people of your faction typically um and yeah it, it's all player driven so like uh i haven't been able to craft bullets yet but i've been using a musket so i've been buying all my bullets from the auction house from people who've been making it um and like last night when i was playing the bullets were super expensive. There was like, I spent 200 gold and I got like 100 bullets maybe. And then today, this afternoon, I spent 200 gold and I got like 600 bullets. So, like, there's definitely a supply and demand thing going on. Like, after after all the players get on after work and play all night, the, the cost of everything just increases and increases as the night goes on. Especially right now, when everything is so uh, scarce, I guess? Because everything requires that a player go and get it. And on this brand new server, yeah. everyone is still low level. Uh, none of the territories have been taken by factions yet. Um, though apparently some are close. And that's the, I guess that's the next thing that's pretty interesting. Is that this faction thing kind of spreads through the entirety of the game. Uh, whatever town you're in, if you're helping out your faction in that town, you're making them stronger and giving them more influence. And that can lead to uh, wars to take other territories. And there are strongholds and uh, capture points and uh, so much PvP focused stuff. And I haven't done any of it. I haven't even, I haven't really flagged for PvP. I had it on yesterday for a little bit, but I didn't really uh, fight anyone. Um, I see people going on PvP raids, and I, I, I want to join, but I just feel like I'm unprepared. <laughs> it seems too scary. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> I'll probably get there eventually. Anyways, the that interaction with, you know, economy, with uh, the actual towns themselves, uh, all of that's all based on the faction. 
and the faction you choose gives you benefits for the town you're in. Now, if I went to a town, if I didn't have PvP flagged and I went to another zone and started doing quests there, it would be adding influence to my faction in that zone um, to open up the opportunity for an invasion. So there's all these systems at work kind of all layered on top of each other. And I'm just, just scratching the surface there. If anything, I'm just wiping off the mist from the glass on the surface and peering in because I'm only level 15. Uh, I haven't really done a whole lot besides run around. But Do you know what the mag's level is? <clears throat> I don't. I think 50? 60? I'm guessing. Okay. I know it's up there. Um, but yeah, I do not know. Uh, and I don't really, I don't really know how the game's structured beyond what I've played, which is very little, uh, like campaign wise. I mean, the, the quests aren't anything crazy new or groundbreaking. It's more just how these systems layer on each other and how the game feels. I like just, uh, going out of town and like, going through an area that's kind of tough and feeling like scared of dying because of like how far back that would like how far out I am, mm -hmm. I guess like how yeah. I like when games can give me that feeling of, Oh geez, uh, I should go back. Like you get over encumbered or something and yeah. Uh, like, Oh, I have a lot of shit in my bag. I should go back. Like I should have brought like a cart when, with me. Yeah, because that immediately creates like a very uh, tangible push and pull, uh, something to work against or f something to like, like, oh, I got all this shit, but if I just keep going, I can get even more shit. Uh, or, oh, I'm going to play it safe and head back to town. Like, I prefer that to, well, I if I just stand here, I'll be safe forever. Yeah. Like, you can in, in, in a lot of other MMOs. Um that's like I almost one of my call this favorite things to do in Valheim is if I need to go uh, take a snack break or go FK for a second, I, I like to risk it all and find a <laughs> wild place a to nook? just make a campfire and just walk away and see if I die. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can definitely take that in New World as well. <laughs> um, but... Uh, let me think. What else? I, I think that covers basically everything I, I, I wanted to talk about initially. It's This server situation is kind of wild. I'm glad I switched servers. And if you're playing New World and you're waiting in long queues, it's definitely not worth waiting in those queues. Um, I would say. Mostly because Amazon has said that they're going to be opening up character transfers between realms uh, a few weeks after launch to kind of once, every, once everything settles down so people can kind of sort into where their friends are playing if or, or like where they want their if they are in like a guild um, and stuff like that but right <clears throat> it community seems to be a mega focus of the game uh, and I don't know how it would be without being in like a, a, a guild and a faction and stuff because I almost immediately joined like the preeminent syndicate faction the moment I joined the syndicate on the server. Um, they're the closest to gaining their first territory. And I would say it's actually kind of nice uh, logging in and seeing like on day two of being in this new server uh, that no factions have taken any territories. Wherein on day one in the other server that was like completely full, 
uh, factions had almost already taken like the whole land. Um, and it just seemed like, wow, so much has already happened. I don't really know. I don't, yeah. I'm not really rooting for or against anyone here kind of thing. I don't really know who's doing what or what any of this means, but it seems like most of the battle lines have already been settled. Um, so it's nice to kind of experience that on a new server as well uh, and kind of see it all play out. Um, I heard tell of where the the syndicate will be planting their flag, so I went there and started uh, questing in that town, and it's like neat. Like you can just kind of do that. I just picked up and went to this other zone. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I am really excited to play more. I didn't really talk much about the combat itself. Uh, I, uh, the gathering's fun, but like combat is actually really good. It is action combat. Uh, it's like what if ESO had. Uh, impact on its attacks like mm -hmm. what if when you slash it actually slashes and does damage immediately uh, and the enemy reacts to it like uh, I have to aim every shot with my musket nothing's being auto auto aimed um, it's, it's like that and it the hitboxes and the, the latency all of it is very smooth like I haven't experienced a moment where I'm like I thought I hit them and there they are they're like yeah. I'm surprised at how smooth some of it is sometimes. Like, I guess just I haven't experienced issues. But compared to other MMOs with action combat, it doesn't feel like I'm just... My attacks are just sticking to what I'm attacking. It actually feels like there's hitboxes involved that I'm interacting with. And I'm and you can actively dodge enemy attacks at any time. That's good. Um, so if you're a skilled player, you can get away with not getting hit at all. Um, and, yeah, I, I like that. I like... I like what they're going for. Uh, there's a lot about the game that is generic. Uh, there's a lot of instances of like, oh, that grass is clipping through that stairway. It's like, why? I, who on quality control has let this grass clip through this stairway? It's in the middle of a town. What are we doing here? Or uh, I could see into a window of a, of a house and I could see it was full of just grass. And I was just like, it was just like the default ground texture. I was like, man, they really need to like take another polish run through some of these areas. Because there's just a few, for the most part, the game is incredibly beautiful and really just a feast for the eyes. Long draw distances. But there are those little little moments of like, it's weird that this got through yeah. quality control. Even it's after like weirdly, it got delayed. Yeah, yeah. It's like. I'm sure the issues they were dealing with were much worse than these grass, this grass texture yeah. clipping through this this uh, ground or this one abandoned house with grass in it. Oh, speaking of houses, you can buy any house in the game, a la Fable. Um, like, you walk up to any house, and it'll be like, purchase this house. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, nope, nope, not ready for that. Uh, you need to get within a certain uh, rank for that zone. But still, uh, that's kind of neat. I'm interested to see how that plays out. And, like, uh, like you can craft, you can become, like, a specific crafter for housing items and stuff, just like uh, Final Fantasy style. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how far that goes. And really just the scope of the world is enticing. And the freedom it gives you right, off the, right out of the gate. Um, I feel like I could go anywhere and then, like, I think there's five initial zones of like the one through 25 level and it's like uh, like square kilometers of space 
it's huge. It, it it's massive. Um, that that's the other thing. Scale. This game, like I said earlier, there's not uh, really a fast travel system as much, uh, unless you've already been somewhere, and then even then it takes a currency. Um, so you don't you won't be fast traveling that often. Uh, so if you want to get somewhere, you got to walk and there's no like mounts. There's no, uh, taxis. You got to walk. And that also means you're putting yourself in danger. You're putting yourself at risk and it's exciting in that way. Uh, like looking out across a a long distance and being like, I got to go over there is neat when the scale is that big. Um, I feel like in a lot of MMOs, it'll be like, all right, head over to Falcon's Rest, and then you look, and it's like 30 meters away. Like, it's... And then you go there and do your quest. Whereas this is like, go to this tower that's six miles north of here. Uh, And I'm like, oh, that's very... uh, Wow, that's an intense journey. Like, Mm -hmm. the journey itself is part of the quest. And I love that. I love when games do that. Like, uh, it reminds me of Outward. It reminds me of Valheim. It reminds me of of, of uh, Conan Exiles, games of that ilk where adventuring out on your own, uh, Dragon's Dogma, or uh, adventuring out on your own is is scary a little bit and 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 interesting. But uh, anyway, I'm really excited to play more of it. Um, we're uh, we're da- we're we're aiming towards Bone Mass uh, battle in in Valheim tonight. But uh, beyond that, I am super uh, down to play some New World. Um, my opinion on this game turned 180 degrees. I'm not sure what did it. I, I, I initially wrote it off. I didn't think I would play at all. Maybe I'm just starved for new content. I don't know. That doesn't seem right. Cause I feel like I've played, yeah. uh, I've been playing so many games, so much of Valheim and Final Fantasy. Uh, somehow this feels different enough to me. This is like, uh, there's no sub so there's no pressure like that. There's no subscription. Nope. It's free to play. Um, it's like, well, it's guild like Guild Wars Two style. Like you, you buy it and then you have it. What are the um, what's the in-game shop? Uh, just my, just uh cosmetics. Just uh okay. like you can buy fancy looking armors and shit. And I already see people running around with it, so it's working. And some of it does look pretty cool. If I was like, uh, uh, I don't know, I probably wouldn't buy any of it right now nothing nothing like woo looks amazing to me but but still uh it seems pretty well done uh also like you can definitely aim at rewards you can aim yourself towards specific rewards from vendors and like do what you need to do to get those rewards very early um it's it becomes very clear uh how to progress if that makes sense that was one of my favorite things back in the day and like burning crusade um Mm -hmm. i think was one of the first world of warcraft expansions to introduce faction rewards from vendors as you level so you were able to get item upgrades by questing in Mm -hmm. a zone and doing a little extra repeatable questing yeah like scenario circle yeah i got I got my rep for Scenarian Circle. Now I can buy this thing. And it's like a cool thing that's actually useful to me. And if I want, I can aim at going more in that direction. I, I feel like WoW's, WoW got a lot more RNG-based for its reward systems. Yeah. Uh, as the years went on. And that kind of 
kind of at the detriment of that system at the detriment of like i want to aim for this well more you're going to want to just get a bunch of this currency to eventually open boxes to eventually get that thing you're looking for or whatever yeah or maybe your weekly chest will have it who knows it's random um that is anyways yeah <laughs> that is an i'm sorry you just mentioned the weekly chest thing and that's just an infuriating mechanic that i just i know it kind of i cannot I play it. a game where its whole system is built around that it really do your do your content for the week so that next week you'll get a box with rewards in it that always fucking and by the time the that. next week came around i was so sick of the bullshit that i didn't even want to play anymore i think i lasted yeah, yeah, like, like one or two weeks of the first week the you vault. get something is like oh some gloves i guess sure and then and then like the next week it's like oh some gloves again yeah and, uh, and it's like <laughs> i cannot like the fact that this happened once where i got the same thing and now it's two weeks into playing two yeah real world weeks real world weeks and i've got because gloves it, it, it obfuscates what you've actually done to gain those gloves too like what did you do to get the gloves i don't know like a dungeon i guess which one i don't know just the one i had to do i guess it's like nothing matters nothing actually <sighs> has a sorry i'm triggered i'm i'm triggered too this has been games on earth brad what you been playing what's your what's on your what's on your docket how are you feeling i'm feeling good i took a nice nap after <laughs> work today as soon as we're done here i'm gonna fire up the 3d printer and print out some more um these lizard doggos found out they're actually nice. called space rabbits in the developer in the <laughs> unreal engine um, that's, that's a good that's a good name yeah but i got a new uv wash and cures system set up now too so i can um uv light yeah so it's like a turntable that um has like a magnetic uh um a magnet in it and uh like a gyroscope and i put a i fill up a tub with isopropyl alcohol and put my freshly printed resin models in there and uh, turn it on it will spin the isopropyl around to clean the models really well and it also is a, has a turntable that you put your models on and it turns it in 360 degrees while blasting it with you uh, LEDs uh, to cure the model all the way through and it creates a really well that's awesome cured that so cool. uh, material yeah and also wow. all the wastewater and solvent um when you're done you know cleaning your model like you just put that in the unit and then take, cure... pop that open and take a drink oh no no you can cure your <laughs> oh. wastewaters the resin uh residue in the wastewater you just cure that and then it's safe to dispose of so I I <laughs> wow I you know working with resins and stuff, um, it can be dangerous. But like if you you bought some weed equipment, if, right? Yeah. To deal with that, if you if you handle <laughs> it with the same like caution as you do with your stove, like yeah, there's like a freaking everybody has this thing in their house that 
just burns at hundreds of degrees and open flame in their house. (laughs) And people are cool with that because everybody understands and respects the uh, safety measures. Yeah. So with resin printing, it's the same way. I'm taking the same (laughs) precautions and I'm building a great hobby uh, doing it. It's so fun. I've been doing a lot of sculpting and yeah i'm excited to print and paint this weekend i'm gonna do a That's few super uh, cool. lizard dogs from satisfactory <laughs> space space bonus mm-hmm. but i got all of the <clears throat> uh game models from satisfactory now on my computer i got i organized them into a library and i can pop them into blender oh my god and i can uh add some detailing is the, with this scul- little cart one of the models Yep, that that, can... that's in there. I could print oh a factory cart. So, print a yeah, factory cart with a little guy in it driving yeah. it. Yeah, that'd be the coolest so that, thing. that's my that's my current project. Uh, um, aside from gaming, so I I haven't been gaming uh, as much as I have been, but I've been uh, pop- gaming adjacent. Yes, it, this it, it's it's, like, it's a hobby and crafts show as well. We just don't yeah. uh, focus on that as often. <laughs> right so i that's kind of where i where i'm at i uh constantly deciding every night when i get home i want to jump in <laughs> Valheim and uh pet and love and feed my piggies but uh i really do want to get this model ready for friday so i can print <laughs> uh print a bulk amount of them and paint on saturday so yeah it's it's fun that's super cool and you just, you just need a way to automate the print process so that it just spits them <laughs> out and then another one immediately starts printing i need uh, to get a bigger so you can just I need wake to get up, a second printer i think is what i need to go do. away for the weekend and then come back to just a pile of of space oh. bunnies <laughs> on your floor <laughs> you know that if uh. i start getting into filament printing they do make conveyor belt beds heated beds so it prints on a conveyor belt and when it finishes and then the belt moves the belt moves yeah and that's amazing so people print chains that way i've seen people do chains like chain links it'll print a link and then it will move the bed and you'll end up with like a really long chain (laughs) that's amazing Oh, well, I, I, I can't wait to hear more about that. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, Kyle Lancer, for the intro outro music. We'll be back next week with more games. Jesse Brown, we're looking at Jesse, looking at you, Jesse. You're not going to hear this, but uh, you're not here right now. And because you just can't, you got to stay away from that. Anything to tempt you away from Final Fantasy. I see how it is. Hello, uh, oh, Jesse. Oh my! <laughs> Little, he's fully in on Final Fantasy now. He's he's so deep in. He's almost. I think he's beaten Shadowbringers almost. Wow! But uh, uh, he's been just cruising through. Um, I'm actually very thankful for this little break before Endwalker, because uh, I know I'm going to be playing a lot more Final Fantasy. But, and I know I was just ending the podcast, but I just got excited because I remembered something. January new Monster Hunter comes out, so. Kind of lining my ducks up here. Oh, got my, got is my, that a Monster Hunter World game or is that Monster Hunter Rise? Oh, okay, it's coming to PC in January. Yeah, finally. Um, 
But yeah, basically, a new Monster Hunter world. But this time there's doggos that you can ride. Palamutes. If it's um, pretty like Monster Hunter World, I will play it. I heard it was a little <laughs> different on the gameplay side. It's a little, little less pretty, yeah, that's true. But I think it's still that's very good. Yeah, okay, we'll but see. But it's a shame, because it's limited by the, the Switch hardware. Ah, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, Thanks so much for listening. Brad, would you want to take us out by telling us a story about how you... Your biggest mess up in print 3D printing so far. The biggest mess up in 3D printing so far. That you've experienced. The biggest... Most frustrating the moment. The most frustrating moment in 3D printing... Oh gosh, I've had failed prints, you know, where you yeah. wait eight minutes and you go, or eight minutes, eight hours, and you come back <laughs> and you look and there's just nothing attached to your build plate. And it's just a vat Oof. of half cured shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, the biggest mistake I ever thought w- was that you could just buy, you could just have a 3D printer and a bottle of resin and 3d print and that would be it <laughs> uh, the, oh, no. the problem is like with a lot of hobbies oh, there's yeah. there's always something to up your game or improve oh, the process it'll go forever and this is snowballing into a very expensive hobby um, yeah, you bought. Have you bought paints yet? That's. Yep, I mean, that's well, a whole other yep, hobby we've got, in itself. We've got starter paints. We got starter <laughs> resins. Um, oh my but gosh. we're 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 into professional uh, <laughs> ventilation and yep. uh, curing and washing. H- custom HVAC you know, install. Yeah. So <laughs> next thing's probably going to be buying more, um, more expensive resin. More uh, bulk solvents and uh, another printer. So yeah, the biggest (laughs) mistake was being naive as to how simple it would be to have. I mean, it. To be fair, yeah, it is. You could just buy a printer and some resin and have fun with it. But well, yeah, and you can also buy a Stouffer's lasagna instead of making your own. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that is true. Uh, Stouffer's is really good, though. Oh, but yeah, that was probably a bad example because Stouffer's are Stouffer's. I, I, you could yeah, you could get a microwave lasagna, or you could spend the time to cook a Stouffer's. That's a yes. Better, that um, there we go. So yeah, my biggest um, miscalculation, I would think, was being as naive as I was when I started. But. Well, 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 let's get a shipping container. Just pop it in my backyard, and uh, let's start cooking. Dude. <laughs> that would be Just so fucking see, I wanna cool. I want to see that smoke pour billowing out every night. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing. There's no visible s- smoke. <laughs> there is a vapor that you can definitely smell, um, and it definitely is harmful, which is why I spent so much on ventilation, but I've got that taken care of. Like I said earlier, it's like an oven. If you take the proper <laughs> precautions, it's totally safe um, to 
to do. So. But it's also like fire. It like, is like also- fire. You have to respect um, the materials that you're using. Just you, it's it's com it's common sense, but you, a lot of people just, you know, they they don't wear, you know, they might not, they might think, oh, I don't need to wear gloves this one time, but like you just gotta, res- that's like grabbing something out of the oven without an oven mitt. You really just gotta respect it and treat it the same way. And it only takes one time to get really hurt. Yeah. I think I just have, that's just like the obligatory safety thing. Like for anybody wanting to get into 3D printing, think about the safety of it. And because you can develop some really bad conditions with working with uh, uh, resins. (laughs) (laughs) Especially in small apartment rooms. You don't know how that could go. I feel like I've oh got a gosh. very, uh, I, I've optimized this space so well. Uh, I've got basically gosh, like a, in like 50 years, the possible class action lawsuits of like <laughs> at home printers have printing. Uh, I don't want to think about. It. Never mind. No, everybody knows just <laughs> how terrible it is for you. There's no way anybody could be the fool. <laughs> oh, anyways, games on Earth. <laughs> <laughs>